Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Stuff and Things podcast. I am Sam and I'm delighted to say from a secret location, sounds like an underwater bunker this week, it is my friend Stefan. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good mate, and you? I, uh, yeah, I'm good, yeah. You you sure you took a moment to think about not smashing any mirrors in a hotel room this week? No, I'm I'm in a very, very squeaky chair so I cannot move like at all now we've started recording. But apart yeah. from that, I'm fine. Do you, do you find that now you want to move more than you've ever wanted to move in your entire life? So bad. Yeah, yeah, I find that. when so a minute, The minute you're in a situation where it's like, I can't do something. Like, if you need to scratch your nose, I can go through my life never needing to scratch my nose. The minute my hands are holding something, I'm like, seriously, my nose? Ah, scratchy as hell. Yeah, it happens, and now I'm in a chair that squeaks at every slight movement, and I'm sat like dead still in a really uncomfortable position, and I'm like, damn it. We could just say that this week we got special guest Mickey Mouse joining us to discuss Game of Thrones. Now, do you know what? I can actually do a very good impression of Mickey Mouse, but I'm not going to because everyone loves my impressions too much. Um, no, you can't just say that and then not do it, so come on, <clears throat> bring, bring, Mickey to the, bring Mickey to the show. Come here, Pluto! Pluto! Come here, boy! Come here! That's, more that's not that's not as bad as I was expecting. That's pretty damn good for me. Yeah, that is pretty damn good. Well done, man. Yeah, yeah I'm proud you. of you. Thank you. That's that's an effort. Well done. That's like my um, party piece. We got probably the the biggest show in television in um one of the biggest episodes of that show to discuss. Um I, I think this podcast has could form an element of therapy for people. But before we get into this episode, there are a few things, obviously, we need to to sort through. Um, one of which is last week's Who Said It, yes. um, which is always good fun. So just as a reminder for everyone, this was last week's. Here's your line. The Lannisters send their regards. Okay. Now, now I realised um, after I sent you the email last week that once again two different characters say this line. Yeah. Now, I, I think the key thing is who said it. It was kind of the okay who said it first should perhaps come the thing. But oh no, that's not fair. Cause you didn't say that. Well, yeah, but you're fine. <laughs> you're okay. So there are. Uh, we had about, uh, let me have a quick look, let me skim through, I should have counted this first, apologies. We've had about 20 people enter, thank you to everybody. Um, all bar three got it wrong. Um, and, you know, some really, uh, a lot of people said Tyrion, a lot of people said Tywin, um, a lot of people said Cersei. Um, but everyone went for a Lannister except for three people. Um... Those three people are, let's have a quick look, uh, Georgie, you got it right, and Andy, you got it right, so well done to both of you. Um, now, <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> I know I got it right, but at the same time, it's not the person that said it first. Now, I can, I can who, tell you who, both. Who said it first? 
Jamie Lannister said it first. And who did he say it to? Mr. Bolton. Mr. Bolton. Yep. Who who who's that man? What what's what's Mr. Bolton's first name? Michael? Michael Bolton? Not Ramsey, his dad. Oh, Ramsey's dad, of course. Yeah, so the answer to the who said it this week is uh, Ramsey's dad. And of course, to get it correct, you'd have to give me that character name. And that character name is... I can't remember off the top of my head. Because, uh... <laughs> I mean, you, you want to get it right. I mean, you know, you, you don't want to get it wrong. So, and And you clearly know who it is. I do know who it is, and it's really annoying. Wait, give me a second. Give me a second. No, no, you are not Googling it. Come on. I'm not Googling it. I'm thinking. You're Googling it. We can all tell. You can hear the chair squeaking in guilt. (laughs) Is it? No, it was like a really weird, like, ruse or something. Right, do do you want me to give you a clue? Yes. His last name's Bolton. I know that. Well, okay, do you want another clue? It's like rusey, ruse, ruse or something, isn't it? Okay, all right. So, your final answer... Mr. Bolton. Rosie Bolton. Rosie. Rosie Bolton. That's a lovely, cheery name. Ah, yeah. Ruprecht Robert. You're going to lock one in? Come on. Come on. You've got to pick one. Ruse it. Ruse. Ruse. I'm going with Ruse. The correct answer is Roose Bolton. Roose. See, I was close enough. Um, a big thank you to everybody who joined in. Um, are you ready for this week's? Ooh, yeah, go on then. Are you sure? No. I don't know. I think I think this one... Oh, God, say it's a really I, easy I, one again, because I struggled on the easy ones. I, I actually genuinely think this could be tough, but it's one of those things. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, this could be tough. Are you ready? Yep. It's time for our game, Who Said It, on the Stuff and Things podcast. Es hora de nuestro juego, ¿Quién lo dijo? En el podcast de Cosas y Things. Listen to famous lines from the show, read by us. Escucha las famosas líneas del espectáculo, tan como los la leído nosotros. Now, can you guess who said it? Ahora, ¿puedes adivinar quién lo dijo? Here's our line. I wish I was the monster you think I am. Aquí está la, la línea. Desearía ser el monstruo que crees que soy. Once again, I wish I was the monster you think I am. Otra vez, desearía ser el monstruo que crees que yo soy. There's your line for this week. If you know who said it, chime in. Social media stuff and things podcast. We definitely want to hear from you. Congratulations going out to all the winners from this past week. Comenta en las redes sociales si cree que sabes quién dijo estas palabras. Comenta otra vez en las socias resales de Stuff in Times Podcast. ¡Yay! 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 ¡Esto Yay! me gusta mucho! ¡Yay! ¡Arriba! ¡Ándale! ¡Eso me gusta! Ok. ¿Tienes una idea en tu cabeza? I th- oh, yeah. I'm going to send it to All you right. now. All right, get I'm it, get it across. It Lock it in. Uh, okay, obviously, if you're listening and you think you know who said that line famously in Game of Thrones, email me, sam at stuffandthangspodcast.com. Let me know your answer. 
Uh, you can also make any other comments on the show or any other observations on Game of Thrones or anything else. Also, get in touch if you've got any other shows that you enjoy watching and you want to hear us talk about because, you know, Game of Thrones is ending soon. Fear of the Walking Dead starts, but, you know, always good to know if there's any other things out there we should be watching. Uh, but, yeah, Sam at StuffAndThangsPodcast.com. Let me know your answer to who said it, and then we'll read about next week. It is Stefan's email has arrived. Okay, brother, got it. Your answer is locked. I was going to say, I got it, but did I get the right answer or not is what I want to know. But You will find out next week. It's the longest um, week ever between these. <sighs> now, last week we discussed um, emails and people sending in just various things, comments. Um, <laughs> you, you put out a plea for people to email you. Uh, yeah, I listened back. I'd like to apologise for just how desperate I, I sounded for attention. Now, did you actually get any emails? No. Okay, so so basically your pleas fell on deaf ears. Now, I did have a couple of people basically say to me, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to email him, but generally they were going to email you abuse. Like, you know, wow, stop being so needy like I told them to. <laughs> yeah, I, I think my emails are broken because I'm sure yeah. at least one listener loves me. Definitely, Bob does. I, mean, we know I Bob know does. for a fact at least one listener loves me, and not even Bob. Oh, really? Is your mum still listening? No, my my, uh, my Twitter girlfriend, as you call her. Now, this could get awkward. Yes, yes, I do call someone your Twitter girlfriend. Yep. Do you want to name that person, really, and cause that much grief? Nope, <laughs> nope, we're going to leave it at just, you call her my Twitter girlfriend and leave it at that. Okay, moving on. There's probably someone listening right now going, what? <laughs> I wonder. There'll be a few yeah. ladies out there, kind of like now clutching at their hearts, going, oh, he thinks that of me. There'll be a few of them doing that. It might be one of them, might not, you know. I love, I love, I love, I love your confidence, neon arrogance a little bit there. That's good. I, I can see why Bob likes you. I mean, I'm allowed to have it at the moment. It's fine. It's fine. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had a few emails. Uh, different people wanted to discuss different things, but um, me and you laughed a little bit about uh, you've not really made it till you've got hate mail. And yes. You've not really kind of uh, done this, and our audience has definitely expanded. We've got a lot of people interacting with us, which we love. And one of those things, obviously, which comes to that when you're doing a podcast and more people are listening, is more people disagree with you, which is fine. I've got no issue with that. And I've had some great conversations with people recently who listened to my opinion on something and basically countered that, and we've gone backwards and forwards. And I've changed my mind on a couple of things. So it's good fun In- when that happens, yeah. Yeah, I got no. That's that's fine. Um, I had a few emails based on last week. Um, I shared my opinion on the uh, Sansa and the Hound scene. Um, I tried to deal with it as delicately as I possibly could because I know a lot of people were very upset as they felt it was belittling her rape. Um, I I dealt with that the way I thought was best. I I gave my honest opinion on the scene and how I didn't see that. Um. I got accused a lot of white male privilege, which is something which is interesting to me. Um, And I got um, probably about 10 different messages and emails really laying into me and my view on that and how much I belittled women who have been through things. I I genuinely listened back because I thought, no way was that my intention in a million years. No. And I've listened back and I still don't hear it. So perhaps that's my... I must be honest. I mean, I didn't hear it like that no but then perhaps, I, perhaps. I know that we wouldn't intentionally put it across like that so maybe 
Yeah. So again, um, well, I'm just going to say I, I, I apologise if if genuinely people heard me that way. It was not my intention. The thing I'm not going to apologise for, though, and I think it's important that people do get to know this about me and perhaps get to know this about everybody in the world is I'm not going to apologise for my opinion. Um, my opinion's my own. If my opinion's wrong, it's still just my opinion, and everyone has one. Um, I always describe opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them, and some stink. It's up to you if you're going to be offended by something. I've, I'm very rarely offended by someone's opinion, because I will just take it as that. Okay, that's your opinion, whatever, and move on. Um, I, I get that people get very passionate about different subjects, and I get that you know we literally dedicate an hour or so of our time talking about a TV show, which you know shows a passion for that as well. But at no point am I setting out to belittle anybody or upset anybody. I am literally giving an opinion on a TV show, a scripted television show. Um, if you want to take it further than that, then I apologise. But that's it. Certainly no offence meant by it. But that was the first time I've ever really said anything on a podcast, and I've been doing it for a few years now. Yeah. which has garnered that kind of reaction, which wasn't just a kind of debate with me, which is fine. Uh, a couple of people, uh, a lady called Laura uh, emailed me, and we went backwards and forwards on it for a good couple of days. And at the end of it, we both agreed we saw each other's point of view really clearly. No issue with that at all. But then the others, which I'm not going to name, um, yeah, straight up hatred, and not even a kind of, I didn't appreciate your point of view because of this. I mean, one email starts with, you're a fucking idiot which is always a great starting point for any conversation. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's an introduction. Uh, yeah, I've been accused of male chauvinist, uh, blah, 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 blah. I mean, yeah. It was I'm kind of glad people can't spell my name for the emails now. Yeah, yeah, clearly. I mean, I, I'm going to let you throw yourself under the bus and just forward emails to you, I think. But, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I did ask a friend of mine to listen to it. I don't think she got a chance. Um, someone who, who I kind of... Someone I know who would literally say to me, yeah, you sounded like an asshole. Um, but, yeah, never mind. I, I'm going to brush it off, because I'm going to focus on this week's yep. episode now. Um, so, yeah, but uh, generally, please do interact with us. I, I have no issue with interactions. I know it sounds like I'm moaning at the moment, but I'm not. I, I like listening to different opinions. And um, I watched this episode, this week's episode, twice. Um, I watched it sort of earlier in the day and I watched it in the evening. Yep. Um, the main reason being is my very first take on it, or my first take often, is kind of shock at different things and I don't have time to really digest what happened and think about it. So my initial reaction to this episode was, God, I hated it. Um, yep. And then... I kind of fought through different things and I, I talked them through with a couple of people and then I got to the point the other end and I was like, do you know what, actually, I can see some of this now and I'm hoping as we go through this, uh, our point of view might come across as well. But uh, this is Game of Thrones Season 8. This is Episode 5, the penultimate episode of the entire show yeah. and the title of the episode is... The Bells! The Bells, uh-huh. The Bells. One out of five. Yes. I want to say Esmeralda, but the bells. But no, I won't, because, you know, that's rude. Um, I want to open up, my friend, with just a really simple question to you. Um, obviously, we know all the events of this episode. Did Sansa plan this? Um, I know this is a massively loaded question to kick us off, but 
do you think that she has that level? Because if, for example, Littlefinger was the one that told Tyrion and all of these events happened, we'd all be sitting back right now going, he's played another masterstroke. He's turned everyone against each other. He's, you know, done all of this. Yep. Could we... I, I don't know. Do we think that Sansa looked at this and went, I know how to wreck this? Now, see, the problem with it is, is the main thing that's wrecked it is actually Jon's reaction to it and Daenerys' reaction. Yes, we've had now the problem of Varys um, yeah. and things like that. However, the main point of it was Jon versus Daenerys. So okay. I don't think Sansa really has had that much of a say in it. But the fact she told Tyrion when Jon obviously didn't want him to tell anybody. Yeah, you, not good. Do you not? Do not you not good. think? Do you not think that was calculated? Do you think that was? Uh, you know, Tyrion seemed to believe it was uh, because they care for each other. Um, Daenerys certainly looked at him like he was very naive in that yeah, moment. Yeah, Tyrion's and... like. Do you know what I've worked out from Tyrion? What? If you take away the booze and the women, you also take away his brain. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, hey, look, I, he was a drunk man living in a whorehouse and the smartest person in Westeros. He's now celibate, sober, and thick as a plank. Well, he's certainly not sober all the time, anyway. But I, I don't think he's thick. I think, I think he's been blinded by. Um, you think about where he's come from and, and the kind of the people he's dealt with and he's been working against using his mind. And then all of a sudden he was in this uh, you know, kind of warm bosom of uh, being in Marine with Daenerys. And basically people, when he was there with them, they were all working for a common good, all of them, you know, all the time. It was always for the common good, for doing this, for doing that. Yeah. And he didn't have to have that, uh, you know, 24-7 head on a swivel and he was constantly he wasn't sorry constantly having to deal with that kind of thing and now they've come back to Westeros it was kind of almost you know he got in season seven he got outsmarted militarily by his brother yeah um which I, I still find it hilarious that kind of his brother outsmarted him in that sense but at the same time his brother attributed him being able to do that down to his defeats you know he he brought up a couple of times once to to lady tyrell and also in season eight when they're all sat by the fire he kind of toasts to himself as being you know he lost that battle to rob stark and he kind of points to that as where he learned that maneuver you know yeah the the, the big fake out kind of thing but Tyrion, for me I think the best word is perhaps naive. He seems to have these opinions. He had this opinion of Daenerys, which made her kind of untouchable in his mind. So even when people were around him were going, this isn't looking good. This isn't going well. She was so untouchable that he, he just couldn't hear it. And I think he still has this opinion of Sansa as being this little girl that he that he knew. And yeah. perhaps, so in his mind, her telling him was an innocent thing. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. This oh, is no, just me. I'm worried. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this this is kind of me just a spitball. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other on it, but I just think it's worth thinking about as we go into the final episode, which is 
who stands to gain the most between Daenerys and Jon being split apart when you know that Sansa really doesn't like Daenerys? Yeah. Um, she Sansa needs Jon to be her ally, not hers. What was the surefire way to rip that whole thing apart? I don't think Sansa at any point thought, hey, if I do this, she's going to go and torch King's Landing. I, <laughs> I, I think it was just a divide between those two. Yeah, is it was her end game, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I I could be just simply overthinking that, and perhaps Tyrion was right, and Sansa was just concerned for him because Sansa did say to him, "You're scared of her," which all of a sudden now, because that was in the last episode, episode um four. Yeah, yeah, they're up on the battlements. Did you think? Because when she said that line to him. I remember watching that thinking, I've never thought of that before. I've never thought of Tyrion being afraid of her. But obviously, given the events of this episode, do you think there is an element that he's afraid of her? What he does, he, his reply is about, you know, every great leader needs an element of fear. Yeah. So he kind of admits to it himself that he's a little bit scared of her. Yeah. Um, yeah she... But, yeah, I, I think, especially after what she's just done now, there's well, you'd have to, to be, be a fool. You'd have to be a fool not to be afraid of her right now. Yeah. Um, because, and he's certainly not that. I mean, I know we'll probably talk about this a bit later on, but what were the events and how it unfolds? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then let's let's move on from, from the Sansa debate then, because obviously she didn't feature in this episode. But uh, let's open up with Varys, because Varys is a character that I've enjoyed throughout the entire show. Um, yeah. In, in the books as well. Just a character that you can really get stuck into if that makes sense and the, one of the opening scenes or the opening scene of this episode is he's got a scene with a little girl now there's two things about this scene i want to discuss one mm-hmm. um my daughter was the alternate for that role no way yeah which is kind of cool and i yeah. can say it now because it's aired um yeah she um she did the audition and in the audition it, they because they're obviously quite clever in what they do in disguising it. Yeah. Um, we had this, we had that scene, all the words to that scene, but it wasn't Varys, it was Cersei, um, and it was set in King's Landing, oh. and the girl was described as a you know all these different things, and so basically it was the words and the lines, but the context completely changed, and my daughter's name printed all over the script and stuff like that. So if it ever leaked, you know, <laughs> they they'd soon sue our asses. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, she she got all the way to the end, and then the the girl who got cast was like a little bit older. So obviously, what what they decided to go with. But did you think? Because I watched this scene a couple of times yesterday, mm-hmm. and the first time I watched it, I swore blind the girl said he he is not eating. Now, I, I must have just completely misheard it and then had it in my head. Because then when I watched it later on, she clearly does say she. Um, it appears that everybody online is convinced that that was Varys trying to poison Daenerys. Or is that what you took from that? I, I, because when I watched it, I thought, oh, he's just got have her. She's just being watched. Yeah. See, I again, I'm saying to you, I watched it twice. Um, yeah. First time I watched it was silly o'clock in the morning, um, before work. Watching it just yeah. on my phone screen, so very small. Um, had the subtitles up and stuff like that, so I knew she. He said she. Um, because of the subtitles, but that was pretty much the only reason. And yeah, first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." She has just lost, kind of like the best friend. Um, she's probably very upset. She's locked herself in her room. 
they're just keeping an eye on her because, you know, she's meant to be leading them. Got to keep an eye on her. Yeah. And then, yeah, I saw a couple of bits on Twitter that kind of suggested that he's very trying to get rid of her. Yeah. And then when you watch that scene again, just that little bit of a thought in the back of your head, you watch that scene and the whole thing changes to, oh, damn. Like, he is actually trying to poison her. What is it in the scene that makes you think that? I think it's just the f- it's more from what happened in the last episode. Okay. With him what, saying worry? about how he'll do anything to protect the realm. Yeah. And then Tyrion, all he says is, please don't. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, oh, wow, he's actually going to try and kill Daenerys? Surely not. And then yeah. the next thing we see of him is, oh, she's not eating anything. And the first thought you have is, damn, he's poisoning the food. Well, because there's a lot of... I think a lot of people are trying to find the reason or the rationale why Daenerys snaps. So uh, a fan theory at the moment is that he was poisoning her food to kill her and it's actually helped her snap and descend into a kind of madness. i got to be honest with you, I didn't get poisoning from that scene. I got monitoring. Um... I don't think... Uh, perhaps it was implied that that's what he was going to do. But, I mean, the other thing we do see in that scene is he's writing letters, um, sending out ravens to inform people that John is actually Aegon and the rightful king. Yes, that's not a smart move. Well, I'm confused at who the hell he's writing to. Who Who is left? Who was left of the big... Houses of the the thing. I mean, Cersei last... is the only one I can think of. But but what what good would that do? You know, they're about to have a battle anyway. Is that... Maybe trying to stop this war from kind of starting. If Cersei knows that Daenerys isn't even a, an heir to the throne, will she yeah. then kind of be like, "Well, what are we fighting about?" No, I, I don't think. I, I don't I, see that I, being I the know. reason, but. Um, because the, last week it was mentioned that there was a new Prince of Dorne. So perhaps a letter is going to the new Prince of Dorne. Perhaps we're sending a letter to, you know, the Iron Islands. But I was generally thinking to myself, who is left? You know, the great houses, um, you know, the Baratheon house is gone, but Gendry is kind of, you know, trying to resurrect it. Um You don't have these great houses really anymore, you know, the... The Tullers, the Tyrells, yeah, that they've all gone. So, I, I was racking my brains as to who in the hell could possibly be, you know, the people he's writing to. You know, you couldn't even write to the Nights Watch. The Nights Watch have gone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the wall's been destroyed. destroyed. What's it? He's writing so, a letter to Tormund. Well, that's it. Yeah, you know, Tormund can't. Tormund probably can't even read it. So, you know, oh, good bog roll. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm at a loss of where that was going, but we were shown it, um, so it's a deliberate thing. Did he get the word out, do you think? We saw him write one and burn one, but earlier in the day we saw him write another one and there were already two kind of scrolls already on his desk. Yeah, I did notice it. He's um, obviously written a couple of them, so therefore... Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing, like you say, who has he got to write to? But he's also now written, potentially now written four scrolls. Yeah. Uh, I one cannot burns, think of four so... people. No, I, I, well, let's go. Prince of Dawn in the Iron Islands could be two. Um, you know, letting, yeah. letting Yara know. But 
I mean, is Yara going to give a crap? I, I don't think she would. You know, Yara She's got kind the Iron of... Islands back. She's going to be happy. She'll be like, she'll just turn around and go, oh, okay, these are ours and fine. Well, that's it. I mean, she did a deal with Daenerys, which was basically the Iron Islands would be self-governing once Daenerys was queen. So is she going to want to... So, oh, actually, no, Daenerys shouldn't be queen? Oh, okay, then. No, that ain't going to happen. No. You know, she she's not going to care. So, you know, the Prince of Dorne, we got nothing on at all. We have no idea what that would mean if the Prince of Dorne... Again, would would they care? You know, would it, would they be thinking, oh, no, is it a different Targaryen should be should be ruling? I, I don't think they would. So, right now, I'm, I'm confused as to who he could have been writing to and in his mind thinking this will have an impact. Because he was a very, very smart man. Yeah. So... There must have been a reason for it. I'm thinking, I mean, one of the people I thought you could have been writing to was to Winterfell. Well, they already, they know. Yeah, obviously. but just to let him know, let them know that they now know. Yeah, it's kind of but, like a, this is official, everybody needs to know kind of thing. Yeah. I suppose, I mean, you write to the houses, of the, you know, there there's still plenty of, you know, Northmen left. Uh, you know, John left led the Northern Army down into Winterfell, uh, sorry, into King's Landing, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps informing everyone back there, but that's just going to cause him more problems really, because, uh, you know, he's kind of the Warden of the North at the moment, technically. Yep. Uh, they named him King of the North, which he relinquished, but they named him that because they thought he was Ned Stark's son. And yeah. They were willing to overlook the bastard aspect. Finding out he's actually... Targaryen. Uh, you know, he's not going to go Well, 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 he is still half Stark, you know, so he is still, um, you know, half Stark, half Targaryen. So, but again, are, how are they going to view that? And there's no little Lyanna Mormont to, to shout about it. So, no, I don't know. I miss I, her I, already. I, yeah, we all do. But I, I don't know where, I don't know where that's going to go. And with only one episode left, it kind of feels like possibly go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I... And this is this is more about the whole season than just this episode. Yeah, I really feel like they could have done with at least one more episode here, because I really feel this season a lot of things have kind of been rushed. Yeah, stuff's happened, uh... and we've sat there and gone, "Oh my gosh!" Next week, completely brushed under the carpet, and you're like, "Really?" Yeah, when you when you've had seven seasons of every every scene in nuance leading to something. When you get to the finale and it basically feels like, you know, like one, two, three, four, you just got to keep going because little scenes like this, which would normally, you know, six episodes later reveal something huge, yep. suddenly they're just thrown away. Um, it's a little bit sad that it's being rushed. I, I think the thing that I have to keep saying to myself, and I think it's the thing is worth reminding, the show has to end. You know, there is yep. no uh, magic money tree which basically goes, right, how long do you want? Because you can have it forever. HBO and the showrunners clearly said, like, this is the money you've got. What are you going to do? And the showrunner said, well, we need... Destroy at everything. Least... <laughs> yeah, we need this. So they've basically gone with it. You know, it's kind of like, um, <laughs> you know, we need X amount to, to get so far they've given themselves that and it is feeling rushed there, there's no two ways about it it's definitely feeling rushed so i i personally think this show could have gone on and the the battle against the night king 
could have been like a six episode story arc or or a, a five episode arc yeah and then and then this next aspect of you know the battle at king's landing could have again been the same but um, it just kind of went bang straight into it all straight to this all straight to that yeah and i and i also think that the rushed element is part of why people are finding what's happening with daenerys so tough i i think given the time to flesh out her feelings and how she is i think more people would understand that moment where she snaps i i I, my opinion anyway now just to wrap things up with varus there's a scene where he's being executed and um it's a scene with Tyrion. now Tyrion kind of admits to him you know you're here because of me yeah i'm i'm the one who told (laughs) um i i admire varus in this moment a lot um one because if it was me i'd probably be absolutely pissing myself because the dragon's about to kill me yeah but the the strength of him to look at Tyrion and be like okay yeah i understand yeah goodbye but, my but, old friend Whoa. but just yeah but to say to him i hope i'm wrong i hope what you're doing right now is correct you know i hope that i'm the one that's completely wrong i really do and i genuinely believe he does yeah, I genuinely believe in that moment he's looking at him saying, "If I'm wrong, you know, and you're executing me, <laughs> then this justified. If I'm right, then you're, you know, what you're about to do, that you've you've chosen poorly, you've made the wrong decision." Yeah, um, very much. I, so. I think it had a massive impact on him. Now, um, Daenerys did tell him, you know, if you plot against me, I'll burn you alive. So she's good to her word. What did you think of John's reaction being stood next to her when 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 she did it? Well, I don't think John seems to agree with very much that she's doing. No, but at the same time, he's almost bent the knees, like, therefore she's the queen, so therefore he has to. However, almost, his face is not a happy boy. Almost like with Tyrion, almost kind of like f- fell for her in a way, and now is struggling to reconcile that. Like you know, you you're not the person I thought you were, but I'm now sworn to you. So, <laughs> yeah. oh crap. <laughs> um, so so Varys, what I mean, Varys is now gone, which is sad. But what's your overall takeaway of Varys as a character across Game of Thrones? Did you like him? Did you hate him? What were your thoughts on Varys? I don't, I was very very indifferent on Varys. However, I've got a lot of respect in the fact that he is the only character I would say throughout the entire show that has not changed in any way. He has been yeah. that character from day one. Yeah. He he's never had his own agenda, he's never swayed, he's never he's always just been bang, I am here for this uh, purpose. This is what I'm doing. If it doesn't fit with this purpose, then I'll see it gone. That's it. Yeah. Boom. Very black yeah. and white. Yeah, no, no I think that's fair. And um, he's the only character I can think of really. Yeah, yeah, most most have definitely gone on. And I mean, you could argue Cersei. Cersei's been kind of an evil bitch from start to finish. Yeah, but her, I feel like her motivation behind it has changed. Oh, really? Yeah, like at the beginning, it was kind of like her sons were on the throne, and she was just going to kind of like she was going to lead them. Yeah, and then it's now turned to whoa, no, I am the queen now. I've always like, kind of just looked at his power, though. I've yeah. always kind of thought of it as... Oh, she's always her... wanted the power, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, whether it was her sons on the throne, she was the one who wanted to steer them. Because when Marjorie was, like, subverting them, that was when she, you know, was really cross. 
Um, moving on from Varys then, um, another character to talk about because it's just an interesting arc again is Grey Worm or Torgo Nudlow. Yeah, Anyone else spot that? That didn't confuse the heck out of me. So yeah, the subtitles, um, Daenerys referred to him as Torgo Nudlow. When did he give um, himself a name? Oh, so glad it wasn't just me. I was baffled. <laughs> I was like, I, I went online and I literally tweeted, okay, who the flocking hell is Torgo Nudlow? Yeah. And a load of people were like, yeah, that's Grey Worm in Valerian. Uh, the subtitles must have just got it mixed up. So, so one, how in the hell do people know what Grey Worm is in Valerian? Seriously, people. Like, is this is not a real language that you can go to school. I mean, you probably can <laughs> in America or something. They probably have got oh, classes. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen, uh, there's a really famous app for learning languages, and for the life of me, the name of it's just gone out of my head, um, Linguist or something like that, but anyway, this famous app, you can now learn Valerian. Well, there you go, it's a real thing, okay. It, it, it is now a thing. Uh, but yeah, so Torgo Nudlow, or Grey Worm, um, we have this scene, yeah, we have a scene with Daenerys where she hands him... Masande's basically like slave collar said it was the only possession she brought with her uh, across the narrow sea and he throws it under the fire mm-hmm. um, I don't know about you but just in that scene and obviously in all the scenes to come he is just a rage volcano right now he is pissed yeah, yeah. did you I mean to me right from this this whole episode he is just you you almost feel like his fists are clenched the whole time, just absolutely ready and just wanting to fight. I think, yeah, his face is, I am pissed off. From the start of yeah. the episode to the end of the episode, there is no kind of... He's been a person where he has spoken a lot through his actions and his facial expressions, yeah. body language. Yeah. Near the beginning, obviously, when he first started coming into it, he didn't have many lines, so everything was body language and stuff like that. Yeah. Um... Whereas, yeah, so he's a very good actor in that sort of sense of portraying it through just so little movements and stuff like that. And, yeah, this whole episode is just like, oh, he's pissed. I agree. Um, I mean, I've written down here in my notes, he just wants to fight. It's pure anger. Um, We obviously, when they take, or when they are trying to take King's Landing, the Lannister soldiers um, basically surrender and drop their swords. But Grey Worm kills them and starts the fight you know straight away as soon as Daenerys goes as well do you think that Daenerys and Grey Worm decided that together or do you think that Grey Worm's just sheer anger in that moment you saw Daenerys start again he he led that he just went with it oh no she says to him about you'll know when or you'll know when to, yeah. or something like that I think that's all fully planned he knew what was going to happen? Well, well, she said that to him with regards to entering the city, which was her blowing up the gates, um, and that was when he charged. But the the whole you remember Tyrion pleaded with her that when the bells sound, you, you know, stop because that means the city have surrendered and the gates will be opened. And she turns to Grey Worm and just nods to him like, "Yeah, he's right." And Grey Worm kind of acknowledges it and walks off. Now. I immediately, or everybody, sure, was probably just like, that's Daenerys agreeing with Tyrion and telling Grey Worm, yeah, that's what we do. But what if it wasn't? What if that was her looking to Grey Worm like, no, as we discussed, ignore him, you know, a nod. I I don't know, I can't make my mind up if it was pre-planned. Yeah, at the time of watching, 
it like when that scene happens, the nod, you're like, okay, yeah, he doesn't look too happy about it. She's agreeing. All right, we don't kill them all if they ring the bells. Yeah. Fine. Then when the scene happens and as she takes off, he throws the spear. Yeah. I then thought back and went, oh no, that that was a nod of you know what the plan is. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's difficult because you kind of if you take it to it being pre-planned, it becomes worse. <laughs> so I I don't know. I, I'm really on the fence about it, but there is some. There is almost like a hint there mm-hmm. that he knew. And but if we take it as just in the moment, just for the sake of this, I mean, like I said, he was just pure anger. But the the scene that I think is going to lead into the final episode and possibly be a confrontation is when he looks back at John. John, of course, starts seeing unarmed people be killed, unarmed soldiers be killed. He starts yep. seeing, um, you know, the dragons taken off again, and he's confused. You know, he heard the bells. He thought that was it. Yeah, he's um, telling them to stop, stay back, stay back, and Grey Worm just shoots him this look. Yeah, big time, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, that's... I got a feeling we're going to see Grey Worm versus John in a fight. Um, that that would be interesting. I mean, they've, but... they've pretty much killed everyone else off, so yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, definitely, why not? Um... I think it's a good time then to chat about Tyrion. Um, you know, we, we talked about him in bits with other stuff, but um, obviously we talked about him in Varys. Um, there, there's a few conversations he has with Daenerys in this. One where he, he approaches her in the in the kind of war room on Dragonstone. Yes. And then another one when they're in the throne room at Dragonstone. Um, I, I've written down here that his conversations with Daenerys are quite chilling and they're quite clearly threatening. What, what were your takeaways from their like, threatening interactions? In which way? Like Daenerys to him? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, I can answer that. Um, the first one where they talk about Varys and stuff. Mm. I like the fact that when Daenerys turns around and says it was Jon who betrayed her, yeah. he kind of jumps immediately. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it was, yeah. it was Varys. Leave John out of this sort of thing. So it's almost like yeah. if John was to turn around and say, right, I'm taking this forward, Tyrion would be on side because he's already defending him. Um, possibly. 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I mean, I think Tyrion likes John. I don't, I don't think that's ever been hidden. Um, you know, they, they developed a kind of uh, strange friendship that time they travelled to the wall together. Yeah, but we thought Bronn and Tyrion had a friendship as well. Look how that one went. So, yeah, yeah, fair point. Um, who knows? Yeah, um, the we next know nothing, son... Jon Snow. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, they do kind of like... Daenerys is very threatening towards him. Like, you know, the last time you mistake, it will be the last time. And the yeah, last time yeah. you get this wrong, it will be the last time. It's very much a case of, mate, you are one mistake away from a dragon. Well, this is it. I mean... And he ain't even going to be a snack size... I, I kind of like laughed to myself, which was, you know, is she saying that she's going to fire him? And then I laughed thinking she will literally fire him. Um, but yeah, it's not a case of you won't be my hand anymore. She's basically saying I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Which is which is a terrifying jump for for somebody, isn't it? You know, that's kind of when when did that happen? When did that go from? When did Daenerys go from, you know, advisors letting her down, look, you know, you've done your best, but yeah. you're not very good at this, to I will kill you for making mistakes. I mean, that's that's a massive jump. It, it's almost as if she's now turning into the bad guy. Well, 
yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about that when we come on to talking about her, and we're yep. focusing on her because I'm in. I, I'm really keen to get into it because obviously you've been saying it to me for a few episodes. Um, now, he. A strange thing. Daenerys reveals to him that they captured Jamie trying to get through their lines, and he goes to Jamie. He gets Sir Davos to place a boat for them to for Jamie to escape. I kind of thought to myself, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But then, then he reveals to Jamie that he's, you know, okay, go in there, sign the bells, get Cersei, and just get the hell away from here. So he's kind of protecting his whole family then. In that moment, yep. regardless of everything that's happened, he's still he's, family man. It's still the Lannisters. I don't yeah, want to see you guys all killed. Yeah, he's still making that decision in that moment to to save them. Now um, I can understand the Jamie part. The Cersei bit confused me a little bit, and then I remembered. Obviously, he knows that Cersei's pregnant. I, I think the Cersei bit is for Jamie. I, I think his yeah. love for his brother oversees his hatred for his sister, okay. and. I, I think that the scene where they discuss I would never have survived my childhood without you was a really great scene, really, really powerful scene. Yeah. Um, I kind of got quite choked at that. That was that was it quite was impressive. Scene. It was very good. Uh, two very good actors. Um, but, yeah, I, I love that scene. Now, he also then... So he's let Jamie go on the proviso that Jamie's going to get in there and ring the bells... John is there, the arm is all there, and Tyrion says to him about, look, if the bells ring, stop. And John's kind of like, yeah, okay, well, that makes sense. Um, we then obviously have the huge battle, everything's going on, they've all gone charging in, um, you know, the battle's taking place, Daenerys on Drogon is just laid waste, and she's stopped, and then we hear the bells, and Tyrion has this look of complete relief, as does John. You know, we see a shot of John looking absolutely, oh, thank goodness this is over. Um, and then that relief turns to absolute horror when Daenerys flies off and just lays waste. Yeah. In fact, I, I've got, I grabbed a screenshot, a still, of his just facial expression as it happens. You talked about Grey Worm acting without speaking and giving everything away. The scene of just Tyrion watching that happening. What What do you think is going through his mind in that moment, other than Varys was right? <laughs> yeah, oh, feck. Um, yeah. And I also think that there's a little part of him he's thinking about, he's heard all the stories about the last Targaryen on the throne. Yeah, and I think that's got to be playing in his mind. All these stories that he's heard, and now yeah. he's watching this, and he's kind of sitting, he stood there going, "Oh, I bet the wrong horse." Yeah. Oh, Barris I mean, was it's right. just yeah. Oh, what am I going to do now? It is just horror. I mean, absolute horror. And I, I just don't know what's going to happen with him now. I mean, what does he do? You know, he's the hand of the queen. Does he? Stroll up to her. You know, at the start of the next episode, like, "Hey, well done. You've killed." thousands you're really great at this yeah well because done you've just killed an entire innocent city that I told you not to burn down good job exactly. I mean does he just walk away because I don't know I mean we'll come on to what may happen next week next but uh, I want to talk about Jamie then because obviously we've just talked about them um, this okay. whole episode's yep. full of things that happened mm -hmm. that everyone's gone away from it going what why did that happen I am so pissed off at the Jamie arc Okay. So pissed at this. Well, I've got my reasons as well, but you go first. You run with it. Why are you so pissed at the Jamie right. stuff? So we've seen Jamie go from a royal 
arse at the beginning of this. Yeah. He pushes a kid out of a window. Everyone hates him. Yeah. He slowly starts to come around, and people are starting to go, "Oh, he's not that bad. He actually killed. He killed the king to save all these people." Okay. Yeah. Bit. You know, maybe not the best thing he could have done, but actually for other people it was okay. Yeah, he's yep. not that bad a guy. Yep. And then we see him with Bron, and you kind of start he's trying to get his daughter back and everything. You're kind of like, okay, not bad. Okay, he's coming round. He's coming round. He then has the big argument with Cersei, and he goes north to help everyone. You think so? At last, he's come full circle. He's yep. now finally the good guy. This is brilliant. He falls in love with Brian during their journey, obviously, together earlier on. Yep. We then see the scene with Brian, and everyone's like, yes, he's finally full hero mode. He's going to be with Brian. This is going to be great. He's left Brian because he's going to go murder his sister. Yeah, he's still a good guy. This is great. Yes. He's going to go murder Cersei and be the hero and stop all the war and all these people dying. Oh, he's just told her that nothing matters but them and they've died together. What the f- You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think you've kind of summed up where a lot of people are, are feeling with that. Really so pissed me off. I mean, there, was two, there were two things in it that kind of really struck me. One of them was, you mentioned the scene where he's with Brienne and they're in that bath. This is kind of back in season three, I think. Uh, possibly wrong on that. But it's when he really opens up about the Kingslayer name and the and the effect that has on him, and he tells her why he did it. You know, he talks about the Mad King, burn them all, burn them all. He literally saved a million people that day by doing what he did. Because if he hadn't have acted, the pyromancer would have set off the wildfire and all of those people would have died. Um. For him to then, in this episode, tell Tyrion he doesn't care about the people seemed really strange to me. Yeah. That seemed like a really odd... Yeah, it just just didn't make sense. Last week, we discussed why in the hell he left Brienne behind. Um, Me and you were convinced. The only logical explanation, given his character arc, is that he heard that Cersei was winning, and therefore he knew that he had to go down there and stop this war and the only way he knew how yep it made no logical or any kind of sense at all that he'd be going down there to be with her because if he felt that way why in the hell wouldn't he have gone before yeah Yeah, because he knew the army was going down there it's not like they were going down there to tickle her for god's sake no exactly they were going down because it's a war they were going to kill her yeah, and he was fine with that right up until... So, so again, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I think the thing about the Jamie and Cersei thing is is something a lot of people aren't very happy with it. And I think the thing that we got to put into our mind is we all have endings for these characters in our minds that we want. You know, we desperately want this to happen, this to happen, this to happen, or good things. Life isn't like that. <laughs> and well, Game no. of Thrones... Game of Thrones has been a an awful mirror to the world in a lot of ways. You um, think it has a happy ending, you've not been paying attention. You're exactly right. Uh, I think that line uttered by Ramsay um, a long time ago and coined a lot and gleefully by George R. R. Martin, the author, is true. And there is no happy ending. You know, not everybody in life has a happy ending, and. Our, also, our version of a happy ending is not what 
necessarily is what the character's version is. I mean, he died Jamie, with her and his child, so... Jamie told Bron some time ago when they were training, you know, how would you like to go? And Jamie said, in the arms of the woman I love. Uh, and that's that's what happened. That's how he died. Um, yeah. Now, before he died, and before they led, they led down to that cavern and got crushed by rocks, uh, he did have a fight with Euron. You're on the pirate, who I think's completely crazy, but hilarious. Yep. Straight up, you know, Fruit Loops, who dies the way I'd like him to die. Like, I got you. You know, yeah. you may have killed I'm me. I'm the but man I... who killed Jamie Lannister. I mean, what a great last line, you know? And and then he doesn't, because Jamie gets killed by rocks before he bleeds out. So technically, the rocks killed Jamie Lannister. So up yours, you're on. <laughs> um, ha ha. Yeah, now obviously we've got to talk about Cersei as well. Now, Cersei has been the kind of consistent uh, big bad, if you like, for Game of Thrones. Uh, you had yeah. the Night King in the north and you had Cersei in the south. They were the kind of evil poles from which other people, you know, raged against. I, I feel a little sad that she didn't have a more. Um, had a more satisfying end for me. Her her dying in Jamie's arms felt far too good for her, even though she got crushed by rocks. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know about you. I kind of felt that I'd like to have seen her die in a more satisfying way. Um, In a more gruesome, horrible way, maybe. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what the right way of phrasing it is without sounding like a psychopath. See, I really thought she was going to die when Daenerys took off in the dragon and started yeah. flying. I thought Daenerys was just going to go straight for that tower yeah. and just torch it, and that was going to how Cersei was going to die. Yeah. And I thought that would have been yeah. fairly fitting. Yep, yeah. that, that for me is where I thought that was going as well. But instead um, they let her die just crushed by rocks being held by Jaime. I mean, it was kind of... Horribly nice to see the human side of Cersei when she starts I was, going, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. I was about to say that. Did you feel any kind of sympathy for her at the end? No. No sympathy. You didn't. But it was nice no, to I see the human side. I did. The, you know, the, the the thought of a pregnant woman suddenly realising, I want our child to live. I thought that was kind of like, oh wow, that's it, That's That bit was impactful. fantastic. However... Uh, now, you've kind of set me up here, haven't you, really? I can't turn around and say, no, I didn't feel sorry for her at all, because that makes me sound like an ass. No, not at all. But... It's a fictional character. You can you can, you can straight up want them butchered, mate. However, <laughs> yeah, I mean, considering, you know, it was nowhere near as bad as, say, the Red Wedding when we saw a pregnant lady get killed. Yeah. You know, that was a horrific pregnant lady death. This was crushed by rocks. Um, I did see an interesting theory on Twitter. Yeah about how the cave bits that they were underneath, where they were underneath, directly above her was where she had the world map painted. Yeah. So therefore, it was literally her world crumbling around her as she died. Yeah, nice. I was like, oh, that's nice and symbolic. I like that. Uh, A couple of quick things. Uh, What did you think of Drogon versus the Iron Fleet? At last, it was like they listened to the podcast. I... Just keep changing directions and torch them all. We told her how to yeah. do it a week later, keep, she does keep, it. Keep changing directions and come in bloody fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So Drogon, Drogon versus the Iron Fleet was fun. And 
kind of like, duh, should have done that before. Yeah. Um, the Golden Company. Um, well, that was a I, waste of time, wasn't it, really? I absolutely laughed out loud. I, I couldn't contain it because for... I don't know how long this show's been on, but the Golden Company has been referenced that whole time. Yes, and throughout. if you if you've read the books and stuff, and also some of the kind of spin-off stuff, the Golden Company has a big, rich backstory. The characters, you know, the there is there is a lot of detail there. So in the yeah. show, they've talked about it. You know, they're the badasses. They are the Golden Company. They are the ones. This big badass army. There's no defeat in them. They're the best. They're this. They're that. And to have them just stand there and Daenerys just blow the gate open and murder so many of them in that opening kind of... I, I was I laughed. I just literally laughed out loud at this kind of, wow, that massive, massive build-up. I was waiting for this, the, the Unsullied versus the Golden Company. Yeah, you know, John charging in as well, fighting that blonde guy on the horse. I, I just had it all mapped out in my mind. And then... Boom! <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot they, they got an air force. Yeah, air force wins in medieval times. Oh, doesn't just. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Well, that that brings us on to John then, or Eggsy, as I'm still calling him. I like it. Um. John utters a line a few times, and he utters it this week, and I think it has real significance for me. Anyway, John is um was raised, let's say, by Eddard. Yep. John very much is a man of his word. John reiterates to Daenerys this week, you will always be my queen. Yep. I got a horrible feeling, like Eddard, his honour is going to get him killed next week. You reckon? I have this horrible feeling... I'm just going to say this now. I've I've seen no spoilers, nothing at all. This is purely me and a theory. Mm-hmm. I've got this horrible feeling that we've seen in the preview a shot of this whole army gathered around and Arya watching from the back. And it immediately reminded me of young Arya watching her father be executed. Yeah. And I've got this image in my mind of Daenerys executing Jon. Because his honour basically is, he'll walk back up to her. He won't walk away, he'll stand next to her, he'll, you know, he'll walk right up to her face sort of thing. He won't just, you know, sod this, I'm heading above the wall, run away from all of it. So I have this horrible feeling that that's how John's going to end, and that will lead to, you know, and Arya's going to watch that happen, echoing back to when she watched her father die. And that will lead to her actually killing Daenerys. Oh, okay, you're getting that way. That, that look, that, that's just me completely throwing something wild out there. But focusing on John in this episode, I'm I'm kind of like at this point with John where I know that character so well, and unlike so many of the others, he's not doing anything that shocks me, which I'm kind of pleased about. But at the same time, I kind of want him to snap the hell out of it. Yeah, he's kind of staying true to his morals, like you say, to his honor, to his morals. But at some else. point, he must realise that is what got Ned killed. Yeah, this isn't good. And at some point, surely, he must realise that... Because he, you know, he, he accepts what's going on. He has this moment with Daenerys, where Daenerys kind of throws herself at him again. And again, he, he can't take it further. You know, he says to her, you know, she says, No one loves me here, people love you. And he's like, I love you. And, you know, you're my queen. You will always be my queen. 
and she she wants more. She's like, is that all I am to you? And because he's like, he loses himself in that moment and then remembers, oh no, that's your auntie, get off your auntie. And because of that rejection, you know, she says, fine, it's going to be fear then. Yeah, so now John's got to live with this guilt thing of King's Landing happened because he didn't sleep with his auntie. (laughs) Do you you think it's that simplistic? I mean... Genuinely, I know there are a lot of hot takes on Twitter of, oh, John, if you'd just given her the D, none of this would have happened. Um, Which I think is really over-simplistic. Very over... But at the same time... You know, she's saying, you can rule with love, I have only got fear. He said, I love you, though. And then instantly proves that maybe he doesn't love her in the same way because he won't kiss her back. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, maybe that's Daenerys' problem. She got a bit, she enjoyed it, and now she's not getting any, so she's frustrated, and this is how she's taken out her frustration. Torching people. Okay, so, um, everyone offended by that? It's Stefan. (laughs) S-T-E-P-H-A-N at... Was a joke. It was a joke. Let's not start... Um, if you're a fan of Catherine Ryan, no, oh, okay, we'll move don't on. Don't even um, go into that one. Jeez. No, I won't. <laughs> so I, um, I, I just got this horrible feeling that John's got no happy ending in this. Um, Does anybody mar- have a happy ending in this? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll come on to who I think's going to get a happy ending. So <laughs> Podrick, of course. Podrick, yay, <laughs> yay. He, he's still with about five different Northern girls back in his room back in King's Landing. Uh, sorry. Uh, Winterfell having a great time so um, marching in the King's Landing John goes in Um, something we discussed last week is where Gendry would be Gendry's not there so Gendry has either stayed at Winterfell or has gone off to the Stormlands to try and you know take over as Lord Um, yeah see I interesting to be with them I said last week I thought Gendry would stay with them the whole way yeah he doesn't would fight would fight alongside but no he doesn't um but yeah, so John does lead the Northern Army in there. We've discussed the moment where things go to hell and John's reaction. There's a real kind of moment where he kills one of his own men for trying to rape one of the women. And it's kind of like John's first taste of that that kind of war because he's been fighting against the wildlings above the wall. Yeah. He fought against, you know, Ramsay to liberate that castle, uh, which was the Northmen liberating their own homes. He fought against the dead, which is obviously a very different kind of war. Yeah, different kind of battle, that is. This is the first time he's led an army to sack a city, and he's seen the kind of bloodlust from his own soldiers, and he's shocked by it. He's absolutely appalled by it, and his reactions and the kind of slow motion takes of him just standing there, of everyone rushing around him, and Sir Davos as well. Sir Davos kind of trying to save people, and John starts to try and save people. And then as he looks up at Daenerys, what she's doing, he then like goes, do you know what? Let's get out of here. Everybody, get out. Yeah, retreat, um, fall back, fall back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he sheaves his sword. You know, he puts his sword away. It's like, no, I'm done. This this isn't right. This is messed up. Um, and he just tells him, you know, if you're, if you're with me, you leave now. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people follow him out. Um, he leads his army out. I, like I said, I'm worried for John. For next week, I don't think John has an ending. This that's going to be good, and I, I genuinely think that's going to be down to Daenerys. And I mean, we need to kind of talk about Daenerys. Um, we, we meet her early on in the episode. She's clearly not slept. The kind of makeup and everything on her and the character, she looks 
angry and evil yes. around her eyes, uh, kind of like a depiction of her almost descending into this this person. Yep. Um, it's clear she feels alone and isolated, and like Grey Worm we talked about earlier, she is just so angry. Well, she's yeah. had all the people that were kind of holding her counsel, all those really strong characters that she's had around her. Yeah. There's only one now left, really, in Tyrion, who but, I don't but she doesn't. she now fully trusts anyway. No, I don't think she trusts her. I don't think she trusts anyone anymore. I think Grey Worm, perhaps, but everybody else... She feels complete. She feels John betrayed her. You know, she says yep. that quite vocally. She almost like swears Sansa's name, like spits Sansa's name at John yep. in this real vitriolic kind of. Now Sansa will know what happens to people who betray me. When she talks about the fact she executed Varys, and John's like, "Whoa, yeah, hold up, love. <laughs> yeah, hold, yeah, this is not good." Um, I. <sighs> I, I gotta be honest with you that this is probably the biggest or most controversial thing in the show is what happens with Daenerys's arc. But anyone who's been listening to our podcast and have listened as we did the season by season reviews going into this, yes, yes. will know that some time ago you said to me you feel she is the big bad of this season she three, baby, villain. season three. Now. I wonder, um, because obviously the vast majority of people who are watching season 8 watched the shows when they aired, had a year off, watched the next season, had a year off, watched the next season, and in this particular instance from season 7 to 8, we've had two years. You binge-watched it going through, and I'm wondering if perhaps by binge-watching it, you picked up on this a lot more than other people, because it's pretty clear now as people are sharing stuff online... All along, she's had this real violent, angry tendency, which was um, kind of tapered down by the people around her. And it was, you know, she had this real... um, There's a scene where she arrives, uh, season two, at the gates of a city, Carf, I think. Yeah. And she says to him, if you don't let me in... When my dragons are fully grown, I'm going to come back and burn your city to the ground, kill everybody. Yep. And you're kind of like, yeah, go Danny, you tell him, girl. But all of a sudden, you're now realizing, damn, she's been all about blood and fire the whole time. It's difficult because as a character, you saw her do so many things that were good, but Often in doing those good things, she did some pretty brutal things. I mean, okay, she saved all the the people that had the children up on the crosses, and the way and she then, saved them was by putting every single one of the men that was a master on a cross and sacrificing them. And and what's interesting about that as well, and like you pointed that out to me at the time, and I was kind of like, yeah, they were bad. But then we did have that scene as well where the slave begging her to have a master again. And she was like, what? He's like, well, you took away my home. You know, (laughs) my My master, my master treated me really well. You know, I was a, I was a teacher to his children and stuff like that. So she executed everyone who was a master and not every one of them would have been evil. No. And but she just did it. This kind of blanket thing, and you start to go through all of these things. You know, when she took the unsullied, those people there were bad. You know, they were slavers. They were bad people. She straight up murdered them all, burned them alive, and stole. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, first, the, unsu- the first thing she ever tells the unsullied to do: kill your masters. 
So it, it, it's difficult. You know, you she's had this uh, inner kind of strength, inner kind of um, uh, anger yep. from the start, and the kind of Targaryen blood, I guess, the kind of you know, I'm born to rule and she'll do anything. You know, she talks about wanting to break the wheel and stuff like that. You know, all these different things and they all kind of add up to but then when where we are. It to begin with, this whole break the wheel is like, yeah, she wants to get rid of all the the big, bad, nasty houses like the Lannisters yeah. at the top. Yeah, go on, Danny. But yeah, I think I got the luck of watching. I mean, everyone else had to watch it a week at a time then wait a year, a week at a time, whereas I was yeah. watching two or three episodes a day. Yeah. So I think I got to see it a bit more, whereas obviously people that are watching it every week, you forget yeah. little bits that have happened. Well, it was just really interesting because, I mean, I, you said it to me when we did our season three review. Yep. And that was the first time you aired that to me and I dismissed it. <laughs> I was like, dude, I know that character. You're still on season three. Just keep watching. You yeah, know, you couldn't you know. say anything yeah, to me. I was like, like, she's going to be bad, man. She's going to be bad. I was like, nah, nah, nah. You know, you just keep watching. Don't worry about it. But then, like, as the season went by, the more and more things you said to me, I was kind of like, okay, okay, you got a point. That wasn't great. But don't worry. She's good. You know, keep going. Yep. And then something else would happen, and I'd be like, look, dude, she's, she's, a, she's a good person. She's you just know? a kid. Yeah. She's learning. Yeah. It's fine. Well, that was it as well. At what point did she stop being the kid that we all kind of made an excuse for? Of, uh, look, she makes mistakes. She's still learning. But, yeah, so when it came to this, I can completely understand. A lot of people are just like, you know, we had this character development, and... They threw out the window, and look, you can you can have your opinion because everybody knew how they wanted her character to act. Yeah, what people have got to realize: when in life have other people done what you wanted them to do? Very rarely. <laughs> just, Very rarely. Oh, so rarely. So it, it is just again like this mirror being held up to how the real world is. Yeah, and you know, all of us wanted this kind of happier ending but i i genuinely believe this has kind of been there all along um and it's it's sad like my my overarching emotion is sadness that she's got to this point and i think the overarching emotion from everybody would be that if this wasn't rushed I think if this story arc we've heard descending into this had two episodes yeah, it's, it's felt like it's happened. You know, the seeds were from the very first episode of season eight and then right up to the last two episodes where it feels like it's gone, oh, wow, yeah, she snapped. Yeah. And you're kind of like, because I think me and you talked about it, the very first episode of season eight, Sam makes the point to John after he learns about her killing his family, something else she did, which was, okay, that's, you know, they surrendered. What more do you want? <laughs> um, it, it was this kind of, He's made some points like, are you sure she's the right person? Would you have done this? Would you have shown mercy? Would you have done this? Would you have been that brutal? And I think we as the audience all suddenly went, no, he wouldn't have been. Yeah, because he doesn't. And then he flips and goes, would she have done that? And you're like, no, she wouldn't have done that at all. Damn. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, you're right. And and, I mean, you you loved that because you were like, told you. Told you. And then she talked to the city and I watched it just going, oh, this podcast is going to be fun. Well... I I mean I gotta be honest with you. When she took out all of the scorpions, she took out the fleet, she took out all the soldiers. I'm kind of like that is badass. That is awesome. And then she lands, 
and you're kind of there and like the armies are surrendering and you're kind of like that visual of her landing on there looking across and Cersei looking out and her looking back on the dragon is cool you know you're like that is awesome and then I'm watching her and uh, massive massive respect to the actress Amelia Clark because I've seen the behind the scenes shot of this she's literally like riding a stick green thing and everything around her is green screen she had no one to act off of yeah she is literally and the emotion on her face i'm watching it going no <laughs> no don't do it yeah you kind of see no. her face when they're everyone's surrendered and you're hearing them all shouting ring the bells ring and, the, and bells. the bells start ringing and, and i'm like and her no, face kind of goes the face goes really emotional and you think to yourself yep. oh she's going to cry because she realises she's won yeah like like relief and, and then, then it starts to twist a little bit and you're going yeah and oh, you're she's seeing gonna go that torch Cersei she's going to torch Cersei on the spot yeah. oh my god yeah yeah oh yeah. she's going to torch the whole town oh well, damn I I at no point saw her torching the city I thought she was going to go straight to the Red Keep and of course we knew that Cersei had the human shield all around her yep. so I, my mind's thinking oh no no don't do it Daenerys you're going to kill all those innocent people you know I'm, but I'm like I understand why you're doing this I get it you've snapped yep. and you've been driven to this but those innocent people I know that's going to be really what the hell you're just torturing everybody yeah my kind of first thought was I was in shock yeah, I don't get me wrong. I think when I first saw her face change, my first initial thought was, she's going to go destroy the building that Cersei's in. Yeah. And then that's going to fall. And as the yep. building falls, it's going to crush all these innocent people. Yeah. And that's going to cause a bit of a debate between Tyrion, John, and her because, well, Tyrion told you not to kill everyone. John is obviously against killing innocent people. And Danny has just, in air quotes, accidentally killed all these innocent people yeah. by destroying this building yeah i mean my, my mind was doing like 100 miles an hour i was yeah. thinking how's she gonna live with the guilt afterwards when she calms down when she snaps out of this but she she isn't and then when she starts doing it and everyone's dying and the, the way they shot it by giving us aria and in hell. amongst it you know just for you know yeah. aria and the Hania, we'll, we'll talk about them in a second but the, the Arya arc of her being in amongst it gave us that forced perspective of seeing everybody being killed, burned alive, buildings being destroyed, you know, Arya getting blasted from, like, one place to another, blooded, you know, covered in ash. Any other TV programme, I wouldn't worry about a main character, but this programme, I'm there going... <gasps> well, I, I'm like, did Arya just die? Yeah, oh, I no, 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 she's, she's okay. Oh no, no, she's just been burned. Oh no, oh no, no, she's okay. That's what I, mean. I okay. thought. If Arya dies here, then that's going to be a massive thing against Daenerys because all of a sudden John is then going to join Sansa because oh, you've no, killed our little sister. And no, I'm thinking, you, you, oh. you kill, you kill Arya. You know, Daenerys kills Arya, and I think John. John snaps in that moment. And this John is why would... I'm watching Arya running around as Daenerys is burning everything, going, this is about to be huge. Well, I, I just... I mean, Daenerys' actions then, I mean, you saw it coming. So do you feel satisfied in the way this story's gone? Or do you feel that you're you're still a little bit shocked? Um, Satisfied, I think, is the wrong term. Okay. But, I mean, there, there's a big part of me that's just going, tell me to so, tell me to so. To, well, like yeah. everyone that doubted me the other part of me goes <laughs> kind of like yeah the shock of she's just done that like did you 
Why? Sorry, mate. Did did you think that? You in? I know you predicted that she would go like this way, but did you think she would go this way to the point of actually just straight up murdering people? Not to that extreme. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I mean, like when when she took off, the people. Yeah, when she took off. Yeah, yeah. I I I just couldn't see that coming, and I'm I'm struggling to find her rationale. That the rationale I, I, I'm finding as I rewatched it is that she's going to rule through fear. No one loves her, so she has to rule through fear. And her way of making the entire Seven Kingdoms fear her is the fact she has just laid waste to King's Landing. And it's kind of a terrifying mindset, but I think that's where she's at. Now, in amongst this happening, uh, the Hound and Arya snuck in, um, obviously, we've talked about Arya's arc, but before Arya goes out into the city to try and, and we have that whole thing with her, she has a moment with the Hound where I had some, uh, you know, some dust in my eye. <clears throat> Mate, your house is dusty as. It is, it is, definitely. <laughs> I, I do need to clean more. I need to get a woman in, I think. Um, or a man. Sam at com. Yeah, that's me getting my ass handed to me again. Um, he... he basically tells her to get out of there yeah and he points he out realizes. to her you know this has gone to hell she's torching the place everyone's gonna die who stays here i want you to live and and she's she's like no no i'm gonna kill her i'm gonna kill her and he grabs her look at me girl and i loved that moment because in that moment she kind of regresses a little bit to being a child um she's not the badass assassin in that moment nope. she's a child with a guy who was like a a substitute father to her in a lot of ways in a really messed up way yeah. but he was and he says you know don't become me you know i know what revenge does to someone their entire life look at me don't be me yeah and she realizes when she, when she calls him his real name yeah i loved that that was it that that, that got me that was uh <clears throat> I really need to clean up in here. There's too much dust in my house moment. I did get lump in um, the throat where she actually calls his name back and he turns around and it's just kind of like, oh, yeah. they know this is the last time they're going to see each other. And she, well, she says thank you. Yeah. And it was massive to me. I loved that scene. That that was that was everything for me. Um, what that does lead to then, um, which is what I want to end on, is Clegane Bowl, the Hound versus the Mountain. It finally happens. Um, we saw Kyburn get killed in a comical way. Um, we see Cersei kind of look at the both of them. I love the fact that when the Hound arrived, he he calls her you know, like Your Grace. He's still like respectful to her, like, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, Your Grace. And he then straight up, <laughs> straight up kills the Queen's Guard that tries to rush him. Like cuts through him like nothing. Yeah. And and she's like looking at the mountain, looking at him, and he, they're just focused on each other. She kind of like goes past him, like excuse me, just getting past, just getting the hell out of here. Um, yeah. what did you think oh, about the fight? I loved it. Absolutely did you loved it? I, I've got one thing, which is if Kyburn was able to make people immortal which clearly he was why didn't the whole queen's guard end up like that <laughs> or at least the himself hell? yeah i know <laughs> I, I was just like because nothing you know the hound's kind of laughing going die i think the thing that we did prove was that the hound was a better fighter um you know the mountain was just huge the clash of swords creating like that echo as well yeah. was awesome um two powerful guys um, 
but what do, when when the mountain put his thumbs in his eyes? Oh, I, I was, was waiting for the explosion again. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, no, my, the hell doesn't go like this. No, the my hell stomach. Like this. Yeah, my stomach absolutely turned. Um, what did you think of the fact that he drove that dagger through his skull, through the eye in the skull, which is a direct reference almost with that dagger to Arya saying that a hound at one point, at some point, I'm going to take this dagger and I'm going to drive it through your eye and out the back of your skull. After he just said goodbye... I didn't even think of that. uh, After he just said goodbye to Arya, uh, I kind of... That moment was kind of like, oh, wow, yeah, that was... He then uses her line, yeah. That's Um, cool, I didn't think of that. the The moment where the mountain starts pulling it out and he's like, seriously, you're still not dead. Zombies die when you destroy the brain. I've seen The Walking Dead. How are you still alive? (laughs) Every Um, zombie film ever made, you take the headshot, it's fine. Die. Yeah. Will you just die? And then there's something kind of very poetic and kind of great about the fact that the hound dies taking his brother down into the flames. I personally find it a little sad. The mountain. Well, I'm hoping it does, otherwise next week's episode's just the mountain killing everybody because he's invincible. Yeah. But the fact that the hound died in fire, I'm a little sad about. I know it's poetic and I know it's kind of a uh, kind of a great ending to the story, but in fire, did he have to die in fire? We knew how much he hated it. Which you know, is kind but, of why but, I think he had to. The fact that he took the brother through the wall, yeah, knowing yeah. that it was the drop into the flames was the only thing that was yeah. going to kill him. Yeah, I think you're right. I he think did, you are right. That was that was one of my saddest deaths, I think, actually. i got to be honest with you. I think if I'm picking my favourite character in Game of Thrones, it is the Hanged. I think it's the character that I resonated with early. Um, just, just had this He's real affinity... Yeah, I love love a good chicken. Um, he just genuinely had this thing where he was so. I mean, he swore so much, which when I'm around my friends, I'm the same. Um, and when he he loved and he cared for people, and that came across. When you rewatch it, if you ever get a chance, so many things I initially mistook for him just being there actually was love. Sansa. There's a moment in season one or season two where Sansa's going to push Joffrey and kill him. And that would mean that she'd be killed. And she's just edging closer after he's had her beat and the hound steps in, grabs her and gives her something to wipe her mouth. He isn't doing that to any other reason than he's saving her. When he he offers to take her, and we had that moment in the episode last week where he says to her, you know, if you'd come with me, none of these things would have happened to you. Yeah, he's actually like Um, a guardian angel almost for the Stark household. Well, it's just strange. It's just strange that he, I think it didn't need to be the Starks, it could have been anyone. I just think he was a good person who, who hated bullies. You know, you think about who he grew up with. You know, the very definition of a bully. And, and he, although he, he was one in a lot of ways himself. He had this real surly, horrible attitude to the world where it was very black and white. You know, yeah. things were dead. Um, he, at the same time, he had this great art, this great character. I'm, I'm sad to see him go. I, I love that he got to kill his brother, though. You know, that needed to happen. I'm delighted that happened and we got to yeah. see it. That was the closing of his chapter. 
It was. Yeah, that was it. That was kind of perfect. Now, next week, mate, I don't know. We're going into the finale. We're going into the final episode of this series yeah. of the whole show. I have no idea how it's going to end. I think that's actually a great thing. It's brilliant. It, the fact it's been written in a way where no one is guaranteed to live. Nope. Anyone, literally anyone could die next week. They could all die. <laughs> but the you thing know, I've got is it's a long episode. Yeah, it's the same length as this one. Cersei's dead. Watched. The yep. Night King is dead. Yeah. The war's been won. Yeah. What's going to happen for an hour and 20 minutes? I think it is going to be an hour and 20 minutes. Well, there are several ways it can go. One way could possibly be it being a real focused Daenerys and Jon heavy kind of episode of the two of them. You know, will they, won't they fight each other? Will they, won't they make up? Well, you know, is Daenerys too far gone to be brought back? Do you, do you see what I mean? You know, yeah, yes, 100%, yeah. what's, what's Tyrion going to do? What's, what are they going to do? And Game of Thrones, probably better than any other show I've ever known, are able to do that. Like this kind of political head mess you up episodes better than anybody. But they've um, got to do it as the last ever episode. They've got to wrap it up. And yep. there's a lot to still be wrapped up, I guess. Or, or you know, we have a Scooby-Doo ending. <laughs> you know, take off Daenerys' face, and it was Arya all along. They could have got away with it too, if it for you pesky kids. No, or uh, my favourite one, the one you shared the other day. Seven Hells Cat, I've just had a heck of a dream. <laughs> yeah, Nedard waking up. This whole time, he was in the shower, people. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it's going to be strange. No, I have no idea how they're going to end it. There is one awful rumour going around that we're going to have a very open ending and they're going to announce afterwards that one of the spin-off shows is going to literally spin off from this to continue a certain story. Well, I've heard a rumour that there is going to be one more special episode. Yeah, you, you said that, but the on, the only thing that's been advertised, which was only advertised yesterday, which it, it, they kept completely secret until now, is a behind-the-scenes documentary. It's a yeah. two-hour film now, of that's the thing. this final I've season. Someone I work with um, has apparently... He's friends with or knows someone who's apparently been working on the scenes and the sets. Yeah. And they reckon... They're working on the set at the moment for a special episode. I think it's a load of rubbish and was a good way of getting a couple of free drinks at the pub. Um, yeah, I think that's crap because they're filming the pilot right now. Yeah, for this um, new season and the prequel stuff. Yeah, so yeah, all of all of the um, Game of Thrones stuff done. Uh, anything that's happening at those locations now is the pilot for the spin-off. Yep, so I think it's a load um, of tosh. Yeah, yeah bollocks but um, yeah i don't want an open ending i really don't want an open ending they've got to no, close this and finish no. it and it's done yeah i but, agree i think we i think we might get a flash forward i think we might get some resolution and then a kind of time moving forward you know seeing certain characters how time progresses okay i'm gonna um, ask you now then three yep. characters yeah three characters definitely going to be alive at the end of the season Okay, definitely going to be alive. Yep. I'm going to go Bran. I'm going to go Sam. And I'm going to go Tyrion. Okay. I mean, Sam's a bit of a good one because we've already said goodbye to him. Yeah. 
Okay, in that case, I'm going to go for Bron. <laughs> yep. Because I don't even know if we're going to see him again. Nope. Although I reckon he could have a confrontation with Tyrion in the next episode. Well, wherever, yeah. We um, might have something. So, Bron, Arya, and Sa- oh, Sansa. Ooh, Arya and Sansa. That's a brave one. That's a brave call. That's a bra- I'm going to go for the sisters call. live. Um, okay, man. Well, that's it. I mean, we've we've talked and we talked. I mean, we could probably do a three-hour one on this show alone. Yeah. Uh, get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts on the episode. Um, I know a few people uh, messaged us on Facebook, commented. Um, I shared a video, which was from season seven of John talking to Neris, where John says, if you get on those dragons, you go and burn cities and kill people, you're not different. You're just more of the same. And I think that's a very fitting thing to end on. So a big thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to you, my friend, for joining me. We are out and we are back for the finale next week. Hodor. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.